Welcome to Coach SG and Friends, where we discuss topics that help you have a better relationship with yourself and others. I am Coach SG, otherwise known as your joyful friend. I'm a relationship coach and life mentor, an entrepreneur and speaker. I'm based out of Los Angeles, but originally from Brooklyn, New York. I love great music, deep conversations, and inspiring people to live their best emotional lives and create their most amazing love story. Let me introduce you to my two friends, Janessa Rose and Lisa Miranda. Janessa is the CEO of Motivational Monsters, a nonprofit that helps people activate mental health and emotional well-being through creative arts. She is the author of How to Stop Being an Effing Bum. Bum stands for Broken Urban Mentality. She's been dubbed the Tony Robbins slash Cardi B of motivational speakers, and she calls herself the Galactic Goddess. Lisa Miranda is an actor and creative director. She's also dabbling in producing. She is based in Miami, New York, and Paris. She is a world traveler who speaks several languages, who loves life, good people, and good conversation. So we want to welcome you to our podcast. Let's get started. Do you think the obstacles are hindering our greatest love story? I think I think one of the biggest issues that I've seen um, people that I love and friends and even in myself is that not knowing who I am prevents me from has prevented me in the past from being able to know what I deserve, what I really want, um, when I'm settling, when I'm, when I'm hurting people that I, that I love. So I think that awareness is so important because, uh, you know, sometimes with life moving so fast, and I know I've made excuses a lot in my life where I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'm in one relationship, then the next, because, you know, well, it's just people want to date me. And instead it was, no, I'm not taking time to really get to know myself, to just stop. And even with friendships or any kind of relationship, sometimes we go from one job to the next or one, you know, one best friend to the next. And, and it's easy to be like, well, that person did this to me. And usually it's a really good, compelling story. Um, but trying to, to stop and just, you know, figure out where you are, what you really want, you know, who you've transformed to be. I think there's something very powerful and really having a good, um, a good love story you could be present for in, mm-hmm. in whatever capacity. Mm-hmm. I, so, cause I'm all about accountability. So it just sounds like you're taking accountability for your love story. And it's not the person necessarily. It's you not knowing yourself enough. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Not knowing yourself enough or, um, um, not loving yourself enough, you know, um, not being, not giving yourself time to heal. You know, we, I mean, I want to say everybody knows a lot of toxic people, but I hope everybody (laughs) doesn't know a lot of toxic people. And I, you know, and it feels, it's really empowering when you're just like, like, I'm so good by myself and now I can allow people in as opposed to, well, if someone was in my life right now, life would be better in this way or that way. And these are the expectations you better fulfill them. Like that's a lot. It's not fun. It's not sexy. Or you're my best friend. You need to do A, B, C, and D. Or you're my boyfriend. You need to stop. 
you know, and and people run away from that. People don't want that. People want to be free. And the relationships for me, I noticed that are the, that feel the best are with people who like, we don't have to talk every day, but when we do, it feels great. There's no like big, heavy responsibility or like, you know, like they're just, they're in their power. And I think there's, there's so much to say to being in your power and just being able to give freely. Right. Being in alignment. Would you agree with that, Miss Janessa? A hundred percent. You know, first and foremost, my greatest love story, um, I thought was when I was a child. It was, uh, you know, when you're young, you don't know yourself at all. You, you've, you've not lived enough life to know yourself to the fullest aspect. So you, uh, you think like, the people you're in relationships and, and, you know, things with, they complete you. And growing up, I had used that, um, as an excuse, you know, there was something Lisa said, uh, you didn't do this, you did that to me. And well, we would, we would put the blame on others outside of self because you, it could not be me. I'm not the problem. I'm <laughs> You know what I mean? And, um, that, that has been something like learning myself and and giving myself time to heal and setting healthy boundaries with myself, not necessarily with others. That what happens is people start to treat you how you treat yourself. Mm -hmm. I learned that the greatest love that you can give someone is by letting them get what they want, be who they want to be. And some people don't want relationships. And then that's a hard thing. (laughs) With, with dynamics, because you do have these hopes and these desires to connect. And if you're going off of an outdated system of who you are, then that expectation might not even be working for the person. And it's not love, it's control. Mm-hmm. And so what she's saying is, is major key. And the thing is this, though, um, in general, some people and a lot of people, they're not they're not used to practicing self-awareness. Self-awareness is something that I teach in the nonprofit. So it's like, you don't understand yourself. You understand yourself with things going, with things outside of yourself completing you. I am happy so long as this job is serving me, so long as this person is serving me, so long as these friendships are serving me. And that puts us in the position to, to be unhappy because people, you can't really control them. They want their own things. They, they have their own, you know, whatever desires mm-hmm. what she's saying is key self-awareness you have to know yourself and you have to know like look i'm not in control of the energy outside of myself if i really love someone if i really want the greatest thing for someone i want them to have what they want and i in turn want the same thing for me to be given because you might change too so knowing yourself and what you want and what you need and what's best for others that's all that's all part of the game you know that's all part of the game Here's what I would say, though, right? I would say that at the times when I was struggling the most in relationships, I don't think I was looking at like myself. (laughs) I was looking at the other person and how they were affecting me. So how I guess I would think like I do know now because I've I've done some work on myself that in order for me to line up with the person that, you know, is most compatible with me that I have to do a lot of, you know, self-work. But how do you tell somebody that that's a lot of self-work that you have to do when they're, they're feeling like people are, maybe they've hit them, maybe they've cheated on them, maybe they've um, 
they're just putting up with a lot of stuff. And so how can they, you know, look at themselves in that? That takes a lot of healing work. Um, First and foremost, you got to know what's good for you and what's not good for you. A lot of people, people specifically that are going through abusive relationships, whether that be verbally, emotionally, physically, um, because there's so many different kinds of ways people are, are being manipulated and, and they think, well, you know, I deserve this and so on and so forth. You have to first step outside of all of those things and understand how is this serving me? It, it's really, a, it's really got to come from within. If you're in a space of, I'm going to consider like, let me not do this. So that way I don't get hit or, or cursed out or you cheated on, you know, it's my fault. It's my actions. You're not being self-aware. You're, you're completely focusing only on the person. The key is self-awareness. You have to become aware of what is good for you. Does it make you feel good? Do you feel good when you're forced to obey by this person so that way you, you don't get your head knocked off? Is it, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, does it feel good when you know deep down inside you heard him talking on the phone or heard her talking on the phone with somebody else, but you're going to ignore it because you don't want to deal with the reality of them wanting someone else? Does it feel good when you allow somebody to project their opinions on you and you not tap into your own? These are the things, because the, the abuser is not going to tell you this. They're not going to ask you. You know what I mean? So, but I'm saying, like, but I, I guess, and, and maybe Lisa can chime in. I, I'm just saying that, but how do you find this self awareness? Because here's what I think happens, right? Is we will tell people, don't do this and don't do that, but they don't know how. <laughs> it's I not that they don't want to, you. they just don't know how. But go ahead, Lisa. Right. People don't offer that. Like that, my whole life, like all my youth, I heard. You should, you should take time for yourself. You should let go. That's something that was very, what does that mean? What does it mean to let go? How do you know if you're carrying weight, especially if you come from an environment that wasn't that healthy, you know, or you didn't feel that love. Now someone's listening to you. Oh my God, this is great. I love that they listen to me. And you don't, you might not realize, okay, well, you're going in a direction that doesn't serve you ultimately, um, but you're getting some benefits out of it. So I, I, to play devil's advocate, like, how do you know when you're ready for, let's say a romantic relationship, if, you know, you meet people that make you feel better than your current situation, but you haven't had the life experience and the self, like you don't have self-love technique. You don't do that. Because I think for me, that was something I struggled with for a lot of years. How do I know? Like, I feel good today. I feel like I could be in a healthy relationship, but there was no other like discourse and there was no, there's no path. So it's like, Oh, work on yourself. Feel good. Self-love. I don't know what, like, where do you learn that? Right. Well, here's what, here's what I think happens is that, when we have relationships, I think like uh, Janessa was saying too, is that, so you have them early on, you don't know much about yourself, but I think, you know, coming from the life coach perspective is that I just think we look at relationships as this heavy thing that's like heavy on our hearts. And it's like, it's gotta be anything else that we do. Like when we go to work and we become employees and then we, we get into friendships and stuff, like we're learning. So relationships are teaching us. And sometimes we get into a relationship that's tough, but we focus on how it makes us feel rather than what the lesson was. And oftentimes the lesson is 
we don't have enough standards. We don't know ourselves enough. We're repeating patterns of love that we, you know, learned when we were younger. Um, but we get into the emotional part of it because when you look at like movies and stuff, right, and you listen to music, everything is so like people are chasing people, you know, the train and it, it's all it's always really dramatic. And I think it doesn't always have to be that dramatic, but that's my thing. That makes so much sense. Um, that makes so much sense. And it, it reminds me of growing up and watching like Grease and all these little, you know, these were my ideals. Like, oh, all right. So I'm I'm Sandy and he's Danny Zuko. He needs to be that cool guy. I need to be that it girl, you know, and, and this does have an effect on our brain and the way that we receive uh ideas of the relationships but to bring it back on like there's got to be a point where you snap there's got to be a point where the awareness kicks in like like you said the lesson occurs because we can push it down all we like but there's a there's a time where even if you're exposed like lisa said to something else that's better for you or, or even if you're around two other people who have a better healthier dynamic than the one you're in there's a time where the lesson is set and you're like hmm maybe this isn't right so it it, it is a part of it's got to start with self-awareness, even if we don't see it. Like I was born and raised in a toxic environment, like verbal abuse all day and some physical abuse, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like my father was sometimes he got disrespectful to my mother. My mother would be disrespectful to him. Then they disrespect the children. Me and my brother talk to each other like crap. Like it was just always. You know, so that also structures relationships and lets you know whether this is okay or not. But there's got to be something in the brain that occurs where you're when you're in a, an abusive situation, right? Because that's what we're talking about. Where you're like, yo, I don't want to be that. Um, this isn't having you going toward what I seen growing up that was uncomfortable for me. So there's got to be a point of that. If if there's no point of that, and I'm very just so you know, my disclaimer, I'm very tough. I give tough love, but like. <laughs> People are scared. And so they don't want to to admit I'm going down the wrong path. I'm allowing abuse or I'm being an abuser. Some people are this. Some of you are the abusers. Some of them are the abusee. You know what I'm saying? So people are afraid to say I've been doing it wrong. I've been hurting somebody I love, forcing and projecting my opinions on them because this is what I believe a relationship is. I'm the man or I'm I'm the breadwinner or whatever. You know what I'm saying? People have that that battle between masculine and feminine and it shows up in all sexes, you know? Right, right. And then that, that comes with all of that, you know? So So to keep us, I guess keep us on course. So what do you feel like? We, I think we, we've got to figure out because we, we just said like, okay, so it's self-awareness. That's the one thing that's hindering us from our greatest love story. What else is it? There was this concept um, called beginning anew that I once learned about and um, really listening to each other. Cause it's not every relationship that you do want to leave. Like sometimes you, you know, you, you can, and, and you will make it better no matter what's happened before. And there's, you know, that's beautiful. But I think, um, the way that happens, it's not like sweeping things under the rug or like, well, as long as they never find out, <laughs> I think there's a lot of power and beginning anew. Like, like I want to listen I'm not going to, I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you get it out. I'm going, we're going to talk about healing. We're going to find ways to move forward and, you know, and start, and, and start diluting some of the, the pain and, and the, 
and the trauma that's passed. So I think not every relationship is all right. We don't agree. Bye. You know, I'm I'm, I'm going to have a playlist to forget about you. Like I think, and, and really, and that's what I, that's what I grew up with. Like you know, at a certain point, you just give someone attitude. You make yourself feel nice, and then you tell yourself you deserve better. But I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that there's there's a lot to say and and sticking it out and deciding that you guys are going to do this. And I, I, I've talked about this recently a lot. Like now I don't know how you break up with people. Cause if you guys are always just fixing shit, if you're always going to just fix things, how do you even get out? <laughs> I but I mean, that's, I that's something I had never, I couldn't even have fathomed five years ago. There's always like, you can, you can just be done, you know, but now thinking this concept of if you guys are really both, um, on that kind of wavelength, like, no, we're, we're going to, when we, when we make mistakes, we're going to, we're going to fix them. We're going to talk. We're going to communicate. We're going to heal. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I love that so much. Um, just, you know, real shit. Um, I literally, before we did this podcast, just healed some shit with someone. So, <laughs> like, I just, so, so I'm so like for the let's talk. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk. Because sometimes, you know, and Sherelle shared this too, and I've shared this in the past. Sometimes the evolution of something is this doesn't work, but it's still a healing process. Like you're dope. I'm dope. But this is not dope together. You know what I mean? Like, so, so we're going to bounce. But what you're saying, Lisa, is so, so true. And um, that's the healthier side of relationshiping. You know what I mean? Like, and, and we don't even realize it. That's what's writing the great love story, you know? And can I just say, I like relationshiping. <laughs> we need sound effects, nephew. <laughs> Wait, this is what I, I believe, or what I believe now is that, you know, we find people that we're dancing with, right? We, you know, we see them on the dance floor, we're dancing with these people. And, you know, and sometimes the rhythm changes and, and our rhythm's off. And there's this idea that just because we've been together with someone that we're supposed to stay with them for the rest of our lives. Like we have these like it must be forever. I don't know why. I mean, not every relationship is supposed to last forever. I guess that's not promoting like longevity, but I really believe that, you know, we, we dance with different people and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work anymore. Sometimes there's really big problems and sometimes there's not that much. And it's just like, yeah, but it just doesn't feel good anymore. It's not exciting. But I think the important part is not to just walk away, but to see if it, if it's still adding value to your life, because sometimes it's just not adding value anymore. You guys are in different directions. You're you know, you want different things and that's okay. Um, but we make it, you know, so emotionally heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, that has a lot to do with the habit of codependency in my book. Um, I talk about the codependent bum and the codependent bum is like that. It's like, you can't leave me. Although everything in the relationship is evident that this shit is not working. Right. You still cannot leave me because that would mean that I'm not good or that I did something wrong or, or that I'm not worth something or whatever. But really that's a part of the, the person not knowing themselves, like Lisa was saying from the beginning and not understanding their true worth outside of out, you know, inside outside of things like without outside attachments to them. When you don't know who you are without your relationship of five years or your boyfriend or your girl or whatever it is, then those things will become very heavy to you. 
rather than to be in a, an emotional state like, yo, you know what? It sucks that we got to end and this is the evolution process of it. But you were great. I had a great time. But this is this is not there's no avenue for me to my highest point of self. So what's the point here? You know what I mean? Like that, which is fine. But you got to get to a point of maturity and self-awareness and self-love to be okay with that. Because if you don't, you naturally, just the way TV has conditioned us, music has conditioned us, the way the world that we live in society tells us, you gotta be, you know, like it's cool to be toxic. So a girl's like, oh, you're breaking up with me? Fuck you, ah, excuse my language, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, this, is, uh, this is normal to not know how to, to process this. So it's like breakup also equates to flip out breakdown, meltdown, <laughs> life crisis, you know what I mean? And that's why it's so heavy because people don't know how to say, all right, cool. Like it's over. I wasn't serving them, you know, me even forcing them to stay in. People don't even understand the concept of let me guilt trip this person into staying in the relationship as if that serves them just so mm. long. I'm, I'm content. Like <laughs> the luck. That's crazy. <laughs> What's in you, Lisa? I think there's also like a false sense of, of responsibility. You know, I think we forget sometimes the responsibility to ourselves. For me, I know that's a brand new concept where my responsibility to me outweighs any other responsibility because some people are like, well, we have a kid together or we, you know, we live together or we, we, whatever, we share whatever kind of responsibility that it becomes uncomfortable or unsettling or harmful or hurtful to other people. And, and, you know, if you leave. So I think that creates like a lot of misery, you know, I think um, in those situations, it's not always, you know, beginning anew. It's more like, let's just get through this, you know? And I think um, there's something to be said about saying, you know what, this is, this isn't good for me and my responsibilities, whether they be like cultural or religious or, um, or even if it's just like an economic thing, you really got to find what's good for you, for your soul and everything else is secondary. Yeah. And I I would say also that, you know, or what I'm hearing, it's, it's more about alignment because, you know, if you're with someone that they just feel like you should be there forever because that's kind of what the, the commitment is. Um, you know, they, they kind of look at loyalty different than maybe you look at it. And I just feel like if you're not adding value to each other anymore, then you really have to reassess if, if this is what you need to do. We hear all the time, like what you should do, but you don't hear what, hap- what you should do when that goes wrong. When, or when you didn't do that, like, you know, it's just, you know, don't lie. Don't still don't, don't cheat. Well, I lied. I stole, I cheated. Now, how do I repair that? You know, it's just like, people just like look the other way. Well, <laughs> that's on you. And it's just like, it's more conversations of, of, of healing that. And I think because there's so much, um, people don't want to talk about healing because it's, there's so much pain. I think that's not addressed that as a society, we don't talk about healing in the way that we should. So people just, we know we just kind of like, we, we, we bring some of those problems. We leave some, we pick some more up, we mix it all together. We, you know, we, we, you know, we add a hat or whatever. And then we just, (laughs) we just keep passing it on. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a larger discussion, something where, okay, I messed up. How can I be a better person for me? And so I can have the relationships I want or so that I don't carry the, the, the stuff my parents did or my grandparents or my neighbors. 
You know, how, do we, how am I full? How can I be full? Right. People don't want to talk about healing because in talking about healing, one must admit that they're broken. Mm. Number one, right? People do not understand that what's good for them is by universal law, the, the, the first universal law, the divine oneness, that it, it, what's good for you means that it's good for someone else. And what's not good for you is also not good for someone else. People don't understand that concept. We're very selfish in that. And we don't want to admit that all along we've been operating in a broken mentality or a broken belief system or an outdated belief system. So that's key. What you were saying, Lisa, too, uh, made me think of how or you were saying like, what's become the most important to me is my is me, my responsibility to myself. Oh, that is a big one. And people, they don't understand how freeing that is when you get to that point. It's like, oh, listen, I don't care if we got seven kids, buddy. They're not going to be raised around this shit. We're unhealthy, right? People might, you know, I love you guys, mom and dad, if you're watching this, but, <laughs> you know, because of their unhealed things, us children were exposed to some very ugly things that we carried and now we have to heal. This is the cycle. And so having responsibility to yourself first when dealing with relationships, it's important for you to do the healing because that way you don't have to put your brokenness on your partner or accept your partner's brokenness on you as your responsibility. This is what creates the unhappiness and the generational curses and all the types of things that are unhealthy, especially when you have children. A lot of people stay in um, relationships because of kids. I have friends that are like, yo, I can't because of the kids and they're miserable. And it's like, I feel bad for you. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to your children to teach them, you know what? You don't need to be miserable. People don't understand these universal laws and it's so important. First of all, we're always manifesting. All right, real quick, just a quick segue. This is important shit. Because everybody's always like, oh, I'm manifesting my greatest life. Are you really though? Or are you just blindly autopiloting your manifestations of bullshit and junk in your relationships <laughs> and, and your children's? Because I'm thinking about parental situations at the moment because what she said immediately struck a, a chord with me. I watch children suffer because their parents believe that they need to stay in unhealthy, uh, toxic relationships with one another so that way the kid isn't devastated. All the while devastating the children. Mm -hmm. All well, the here, while. Here's what I would say about that is that I think relationships over the years have changed, right? So back way back in the day, it wasn't all this like you want to find your partner and all that, you know, women were like to, you know, bear children, you know, and, and, and so they didn't have a say in things. And, you know, we, there was a lot of secrets. And, and so we're looking at things from our perspective now, you know, like when I look back at, you know, my parents' relationships or whatever, I, I have a, I have a different perspective than when I did as a kid, because, you know, I have more information Things are different, you know, also. But I think the other thing, too, is that it's not so much or at least from a life coach perspective, it's not so much healing as it's revealing. Right. So when we, we don't need to heal because we're broken necessarily, what happens is, is we've had some experiences in our lives that made us feel like we were broken. But the truth is, we were always love. We were always joy. We were always all that. Right. But we believed because somebody didn't love us, they hurt us, they abandoned us, that something was wrong with us. 
So we're going through life feeling like we've got to fix these things. And the truth is, is we don't have to fix anything. We just have to remember who we always were, right? And once we learn who we always are and we connect to that, then we, we have different people showing up in our lives. But if we feel like we're broken and we're damaged, guess what? We're going to attract people that think we're broken and we're damaged as well. And then we've got this dance that we're doing and now we're blaming everybody for, you know, how they're showing up. And you were talking about the universal laws, right? Everything is mirrored back to us. So in the law of attraction, right? So if, 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 if we have to be, if we have to be managing that energy that's coming to us. So we have to take responsibility. It can't really be, you know, what everybody else is doing to us, but we definitely have to take responsibility. 100%, 100%. What you just said too about um, like always being love, right? It's the truth. But before you can remember that, you gotta, um, you, you're gonna go through that, that feeling of, well, something's not right. You know what I mean? Or, or I don't like this or I don't like that. That's the brokenness that I'm talking about is that broken belief system that this is wrong. You know what I mean? Or, or I, it's not been in the path that best suits me or whatever have you. So you have to get to that point in order to remember. And some and some people don't even know that they, they were ever true love, you know, or that they, they come from love. And, and, and it's hard for them to even understand that they 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 were loved by anybody. Right. Well, how, how I see when you say broken belief system, how I see that is just mindset. You know what I mean, it's just that mindset that we have that this thinking that we're having that we're, we're not enough. We don't deserve enough. You know, we're we're causing all this stuff, which is not true. So, yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Which what say you, Lisa? <laughs> There was something I had read once about feeling alone or not loved, but then remembering that the trees are there for you to breathe and to give you shade and all of this. It was just, it was so simple. And it was just like, there's the whole universe is created for your well-being. Um, and there's a lot of love in that. And I, and I, and I used to like, I used to not think about, they just felt too simple to, to enjoy. And I mm-hmm. think when we, when we start to kind of like relax into life a little, we can be a lot more appreciative of all of the functions that keep us um, that keep us here and keep us able to go on and to and to love and to to you know to just to live. My joyful friends, that's our show. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review. Share this episode with someone you think would get some value out of it. We look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Bye-bye now.